0: Well, happy Easter, my friends. This Easter Sunday is the second Easter in a row when we are not celebrating Easter the way that we all would like to, the way I would like to. Having this church full and packed and overflowing is the right way to do Easter. But this, thank God, is second best. This pandemic is exhausting. I want it to be over, and I bet I am not the only one. Today, as we look at this Easter story, this resurrection story, I find a unique kind of hope given the circumstances of our world, and I hope that you do too. See, this story of resurrection begins with Jesus' public ministry. Jesus was living a good life. He was talking and teaching and healing and going all over the place, garnering lots of followers. Things were going well. But as we remembered, beginning last Sunday, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem began what appeared to be a downward spiral. Jesus, only a few days after that triumphal entry, has a last dinner with his friends. He is arrested. He is put on trial. And then he is executed. And he is buried, placed in the tomb. That tomb is a dark place. The tomb is a place where life appears to end, to be over. The tombs in our lives are places where pain and frustration and anxiety seem to swallow us up and weigh us down to the point where it's hard for us to even go on. And the tomb is where I think most of us have found ourselves over this past year. When's the last time you went to see a tomb, or went to a cemetery, or went to even our columbaria here at St. Michael. Now, I can remember as a child going to cemeteries occasionally and learning from a very young age that cemeteries were places to be respectful, to be prayerful, reverent, and above all else, quiet. You know, cemeteries are those places where people are sad, mourning, grieving, And yet today, we hear a slightly different story of a cemetery, different than anything I've experienced. See, Jesus had died. He had been buried in the tomb. The story was over. The women who come to visit the tomb in today's gospel story from St. Mark are bringing with them their grief and their sadness, spices and oils to anoint Jesus's body, to care for his body, to show just how much they loved him. And as they're on their way, they're chatting with one another. I imagine wondering how they're going to actually get into the tomb, what they can do to show their love and their respect for who Jesus had been. And then, of course, they get to the tomb and the tomb is opened. Can you even imagine what that would be like? As they peered into the tomb, expecting, I'm sure, that it would be looted, that things would have been stolen. Lo and behold, they see a young man dressed in white. And that young man says to them, you're looking for Jesus who is no longer here, for he has been raised and he has gone ahead of you to Galilee. He is showing you the way. And those women... They ran from the tomb in fear and amazement. You know, we have had unique tomb experiences on our own multiple different ways over this last year. In addition to the pandemic, which is the obvious one, we've had so many moments throughout the last year that have really weighed us down, seemed to pile on top of what was already difficult about the pandemic. I remember the way we even began the Lenten journey with the horrible winter storms that hit Dallas and the surrounding areas and well beyond those storms reminded us just how vulnerable we are. Everyone in their own way was afraid, was scared, was worried, was anxious. So many people lost power and lost heat. Others lost water. And then pipes froze and homes were damaged. And I bet many of you are still cleaning up from that storm. I know at our house, like probably at yours, Bunch of plants seemed to die, right? All around our house, front yard, backyard, side yards, all of our plants went brown. They lost their leaves. And as we were cleaning up from the storm, I called a friend of mine who was a gardener to come and let us know what we should do about replacing all of these dead plants. Well, as a gardener would, he came and he poked and he turned and he bent and he went into the soil. And shockingly to me, he said, The plants may look dead, but they are very much alive. These plants have had a tomb experience. These plants on the surface look dead, and yet they are alive. You know, it seems as if we are having a similar kind of experience. We know what it's like to feel a little brown, a little tired, To look a little dead and at easter god seems to poke us and bend us and turn us around and discover that we are not dead we are very much alive for us this past year the pandemic and everything else that went with it can be a pivot point. We can actually shift. We can change. We can be remade. We can be resurrected. Salvation is what resurrection promises. As Jesus went ahead of his friends, so Jesus goes ahead of us today, making us the promise that we can be part of God's kingdom. And this promise makes good sense when life is going well but we have been tested, tested in a very unique way. And now we are left wondering where God is and what God is doing and what we can be doing. And today we are reminded again that Christ is not in the tomb. So much of our world is struggling and needs that witness, that inspiration, that seed of hope. Just a few days ago, a study came out to say that less than half of the Americans' adults now belong to a church for the first time ever. Y'all, that's not good enough. It is not good enough that people in our world have lost the hopefulness that this story provides, and that is where we come in. Because you see, when the tomb is empty, when we discover that Christ has been resurrected, we learn two important lessons. First, God has not given up on us. God has not given up on this world, on this human experiment. God is not done with all of us. And two, God's love can overcome anything in this world. There is nothing that this world can throw at us that God's love cannot heal, make whole, resurrect. We are the church. The church is not a set of buildings. We are the church. Even in masks and in fear and in anxiety, we, we are the church. And this past year, St. Michael has proven that. St. Michael has proven its purpose and its worth. Caring for one another, caring for the people beyond these walls, and living into the fact that community is what church is all about. Community is central. The community that we have here, the discipleship that we share, the way that we walk with one another, is more important now than it has ever been. This Easter season, we will begin to rediscover one another. This Easter season, we will begin to go out of the tomb that we have been in and figure out how to be church community once again. We will not go back to normal. We will work to be better than we ever were before, to be better than whatever that old normal was. See, we have been in this tomb, and the darkness has been nearly overwhelming, but there is light, light at the end of this pandemic tunnel, light that points to the future that God promises, light that shows us, that Jesus is not here. He has gone ahead of us to show us the way, light that guides us every day, closer and closer to God. Life has changed for sure, but now life can get even better. There is nothing left to fear because the tomb is open. The tomb is empty. Christ has gone ahead of us to show us the way. We are the church. We are God's light in the world. So let our light shine and be the church because the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Amen.